Year Is with Red and Bobby. Hey, Redophiles, welcome back to the Year Is podcast, the podcast where every episode, me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my friend, comedian Red Richardson, travel back to a year in history and talk about the weirdest, the most fucked up, the most interesting things from that year. Red. Hello. We're doing this remote again. Because Red is still terrified of COVID because he doesn't want to be imprisoned in Thailand. Yeah. I actually, I find remote episodes a bit, this a bit annoying. So I'm now leaning towards you just coming here, us doing the app, <laughs> and then you being imprisoned in a Thai hospital. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you would prefer that, but I can't risk it. I've canceled this trip five times and I need, I need it. I really would prefer that, actually, because the story of you suffering in a hospital would be very funny. <laughs> Especially it... if you have asymptomatic COVID, you're oh, just, like, please. slowly going insane. No, 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 no. Well, by the time this is out, we'll know, um, which is uh, it's terrifying, to be honest. I've not been touching anything. Every time I order something, I anti-back my hands at the door. I'm treating it like uh, early, t- early 2020. That's where I am. I mean... This is insane that people are still doing the hand sanitizer thing as if it's going to do anything. Yeah, it kills the bacteria. Yeah, but COVID is an airborne virus. Yeah, but it can live on your hands. Can it? Yeah. Of course, you've got germs on your hands and you touch stuff. But it's never on surfaces. Like, if it was on surfaces, we would have all got it in like a week. It was. We lived on surfaces for 24 hours when it it first came out. That's what everyone was saying. Then why doesn't anyone get it from public... No. Well, they probably do. So if someone coughs and wipes their face and then shakes your hand or sticks their thumb in your ass, having they will... They will. (laughs) Anyway, I can't believe we were talking about COVID in 2022. What a shit show. What an absolute disaster. Two weeks to flatten the curve, and here we are. I still haven't gone to Thailand, and people have died. That's that's all true, right? <laughs> it was a bad order that I said that in, but fine. <laughs> so we had a suggestion this week, didn't we, Bobby? Yeah. For a year? Was it 1973? Who was it? Do you know? It was Kelly. Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly emailed us and said we should go back to 1973. And Kelly, it's not like we were honored by your suggestion. We were more so just too lazy to think of another year. I was honoured by it, and I thank you very much, Kelly, for listening and writing in, because we appreciate oh, it Oh, Red, stop being such a cock. And I'm being nice. That's, that's not how you feel. It is how I feel. I love everyone who listens to this podcast. Oh, my God. Red, <laughs> if you met these people, you wouldn't even respect them. Oh, my. Well, this is probably our last episode, because um, you just insulted everyone who, who tunes in. I've seen you, though, when you meet people... Who like your comedy? Mm-hmm. I say thank you so much. And then you leave every time. You're like that guy was fucking weird. I never like, say that. I never say that. Red, that's that's how you are. <laughs> with you know, and it makes sense. Anyone who really likes you is usually uh, like like you know like there is like an, a weird aura about them. You, uh, your number one fan watches child porn for a living. Not my number one fan. That was a fan He's at come, one show. Anyone who hasn't listened to that episode, ago. Bobby uh, has a fan who goes to a lot of his gigs who whose job is to watch child porn and rank it at, at how bad it is. So, like, grade one, two, three, four, five. 
And that's what he does for a living. Anyway, Bobby, 1973. Big year, Red, big year. What a year. It, it was a big year. First of all, uh, we have a sporting event. George Foreman defeats Joe Frazier to win the heavyweight world boxing championship. I've watched that fight quite a lot. Um, he, George Foreman absolutely batted him, was a big underdog. Everyone thought Joe Frazier was going to win because Frazier had beaten Muhammad Ali, was the reigning champion for like five years, and got knocked out in two rounds by George Foreman. Isn't George Foreman like a foot taller than Joe Frazier? He's big, yeah. They, I never get that in boxing when someone picks the smaller person. Um, They're like, oh, I think the smaller person is going to win. It's like, oh, I think the guy who's uh, 100 pounds heavier is going to win. Mike Tyson was 5 foot 10. Yeah, yeah, that's why it was a surprise that he was one of the best boxers of all time. Yeah, but sometimes it works because they can duck under and swing up and you got better center of gravity and stuff like that. Joe Frazier was like a compact fighter who'd pummel the body and then hit you in the head um, and just duck and weave. And, um, but, uh, yeah, Foreman just came in and crushed him. And uh, the famous audio of the commentators going, down goes Frazier. It was a huge shock. Um, big fight, big upset. Did you watch the fight this weekend? Red, you know I watched the fight this weekend. We, why, are you, what, why are you putting on this... Fake I'm broadcasting. broadcasting. This is, I'm literally what broadcasting. What is happening? You can go, yeah, I did watch the fight this weekend. And then we talk about it. Did you enjoy the yeah, fight this you, weekend? Red, we texted back and forth the whole fight. I know. I'm doing this for the listeners. The, they don't. They You could just be yourself. I am being myself. I'm just filling them in as we talk. You're making this impossible. <laughs> so, Bobby... <laughs> The fight this weekend, what did you think? Because now we all know you watched it. You mean we all know that me and you texted back and forth while the fight was happening? I, I, I bet you James Acaster and A. Gamble, don't, they, just, they just do broadcasting properly, and that's why they have millions of listeners, and none of them stop each other and call them out. For lying. It's not like I'm just... It's, it's called broadcasting. Anyway... One of us wants to be professional. Um, so what do you think Red, of the fight? Uh, between Tyson Fury. Yeah, well, Tommy Fury fought as well. Well, that which fight... Which is very boring. I think I have a good shot at being Tommy Fury's next opponent. Yeah, yeah, you could. I, most opponents, I think, they pick up hitchhiking on the way to the Wembley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy he fought did not look like he had ever boxed before. His his opponents have a record, a combined record of like 120 losses in one win. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's not fighting boxers. <laughs> like, wouldn't be surprised to see one of them just come in like attached to a drip already. First of all, how do you say Dillon? Is it Dillian White? Not Dillian. Dylan, right? Dillian White, yeah. Well, that... That really took me out of it because going into the fight, I thought his name was Dylan. Mm -hmm. And then every time they said his name, I thought, why are they saying Dillian? Mm -hmm. So I did find it harder to enjoy the fight because I was wrestling between the fact that, like, I thought his name was Dylan, mm -hmm. but his name was actually Dillian. Yeah. And. Why don't you just Google so it? That, well. That would have just take two seconds and make the whole thing enjoyable. I didn't think to do that. I just, no. I was just trapped in this hell <laughs> of worrying about what his name was. Yeah. Like Dillian. But I'd never met a... Have you met a Dillian before? Never. It's a strange name. No. 
Anthony Joshua calls him Dylan, and it, it annoys him a lot. But um, yeah, Fury's entrance on the on the throne that was great. Um, I like Dillian White's entrance. He does the Jaws music and walks out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool music for a boxer. But in the end, you just got uh, knocked out in the sixth round. It is unfair because Tyson Fury is like, so they're like super, what are they, heavyweights? This is the heavyweight division, right? Heavyweight division, yeah. When someone's like six foot nine, that is kind of like they're in a different division. Yeah, well, but he can only fight, you know, giants, really. Yes. I, I like, I think Tyson Fury is a great boxer, but I would be more impressed if he fought another man who's six foot nine. Well, yeah, who are you going to find that, you know? Exactly. He's a freak, so there isn't any. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> fight, I, if, you know, if I go and I, I, I fight someone who weighs the same as me, but they're like, oh, everyone I fight is a foot shorter than me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just want to see him fight another giant. Yeah. I don't think the size is too integral in it because there's a lot of great small fighters that are just sort of good at mixing it up and getting in. And White's not very... I think White's like six foot three or something. It's not that much. It did look like quite a bit, actually, when they squared off in the beginning. Yeah, it looked like a lot. But uh, Fury's dad was there. Fury's dad has not been allowed to go to any of his fights uh, for quite a few years because of um, because he gouged a man's eye out in a pub uh, in 2011. So he's not he's not um, he's not welcome in America. Look, as someone who has gouged some eyes, mm-hmm. I don't think us eye gougers should be judged as harshly as society judges us. Yeah, what do you think that should happen? Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, in the news, you always read the news stories yeah. about, like, people dying because they get, pu- like, somebody punches someone then accidentally kills them. Mm-hmm. That's always a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those, and like, but the idea of punching someone is still less barbaric than gouging someone's eyes out. Mm. But... As someone who once gouged a man's eyes out, I would like to say that I've never read a news story where someone has accidentally killed someone by gouging out their eyes. I think um, using your thumbs to push into someone's eyes, the thing they use to see, is is not is not great. <laughs> you could just but, kick him in the balls or something. Well, that but the thing is, nobody expects the thumbs. That's why you use the thumbs. <laughs> that's because most people don't think humans would do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> My guy punched me and he just stood there and I thought, I'm going to go for these eyes. So gonna, they do don't mem- really see it coming. Do you remember the move at school that some crazy kids would do where they'd put their like finger in someone's mouth and like squeeze out the cheek? It was usually in a headlock situation. <laughs> it's just a sort of wild thing to do. I remember a few kids at primary school doing that. Oh, you mean like put inside the cheek and pull the cheek? Like, uh, like Yeah, 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 yeah. Fingers in the mouth and then squeeze the cheek out. It was a very unsexy fighting style. I don't think that's a crazy move. Again, I just think that's... <laughs> of course you don't. You probably did it yesterday to your postman. <laughs> no. That's that's a great fighting move. You fish hook their cheek and you pull it. It's really hard to focus on trying to rip your cheek open. Imagine a fish hook championships. Yeah, yeah, you just got to get in there. And tear, the first one to tear the cheek of the other wins. 
Yeah, that'd be great. It, it wouldn't be as glitzy as boxing, I don't somehow think. But George Foreman went on to, you know, he's got six sons, all called George. I do, yeah, I do. I think he's I got like 10 that. kids in total, and six of them are called George. Um, but he, um, he went on to lose to Muhammad Ali, obviously, 74, Rumble in the Jungle. And then um, he sort of had a few more fights and lost to some journeyman and just disappeared for years and came back at 41 and won the heavyweight title. Yeah, that was insane. Mental. So he was champion from 73 to 74 and then won the heavyweight championship again in 1994. That is mental. 94? Yeah. <laughs> that is so 20 years after he lost it. 45 years old he would have been. That's absolutely crazy. He must have, like, obviously it was, like, super popular, but he must have at the time just been, like, he was, like, everybody's dad, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kick-ass dad. Like, because it's just some, because it's not, like, he was just a fucking, like, fat, tall dude. Yeah, who, yeah. Like, smashed people up. Um, he, um, he's made, like, I can't remember, it's like, 300 million off those grilling machines he does. I, I, I'm kind of sick of athletes getting all this credit. What, for the grilling machine? Well, not the grilling machine. It's also called, not called a grilling machine. It's called a grill. The it's George called, Foreman grill. It's called the Lean Mean Grilling Machine. Is it? Yes, it is. Um, but it, Or the George Foreman grill. People call it the George Foreman grill. Yeah, but I, the Lean Mean Grilling Machine is... Uh, I think that might be like the strap line or something. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. The George <laughs> Roman Grill, I think, sounds better than the Lean Mean I can Grill. Have, I, can have a, I can have a quick Google, actually. Um, and, I, and I will. Uh, 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 uh. Well, this is suspenseful. Lean Mean Grilling Machine. Yep. George, George Foreman. Yep. That's what it's called. Anyway, carry on. Celebrities. Celebrities making products. Um... What, what's your, what's your, why did you not like it? Wait, so you just stopped me from my point just to be right, but say nothing funny about being right, and then say, carry on. No, no, no. I, what's, what's funny about being right? It's just, I just went, Googled it because you said <laughs> you, it was wrong. You just, but you didn't want, you just wanted to say, yep, I'm right. Thank you. Yeah. And then carry on. Why, do, why don't you like celebrities uh, making products? I feel like, I feel like I'm on stage right now. And there's a heckler saying, carry on, go ahead. It's like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go ahead because you tell me to go ahead. Okay. Well, we'll I will wait, go then. ahead in my own time. Okay. I'll go ahead right now. But it has nothing to do with you telling me to go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So I am sick of celebrities' names being put on products mm -hmm. and then people acting like that celebrity is a business genius. Yeah. Because all there's someone who invented that grill, you know. Yeah. There's someone who designed a very a nice, efficient, tiny grill, and they wanted to sell some of this grill, and then they got George Foreman to put his name on it. George Foreman gets credit like he invented a fucking grill. The man has six kids named George. I bet he has CTE, and when the cameras stop, he just fucking shakes. Oh my god. No, he's very... He's, I've seen him in interviews. He's good. He's still got it. Charming yeah, man. But, 
We always say people got it, but like Xboxers, all they have to do to seem like really charming is say like eight words with a smile. And then you're like, wow, he's still got it. They, and they all do the fist in the picture still, even no matter how old they are. It's just uh, the fist is up in every photo. Yeah, and then they go home and their ears just start bleeding. Do you not, um, do you not think that Kylie Jenner makes her own lipstick then? Uh... Yeah, maybe. I just thought she contested on animals herself. <laughs> 50 Cent uh, mixing his own vodka in his bathtub. It, because, literally, once you're that famous, it's just people come out to you going like, hey, do you want to put your name on this? And yeah, you go, yeah. what is it? And, and then you go, okay, yeah. And then what about this? Yeah. And then you put your name on 10 things. One of them blows up and everyone's like, wow, you're a mogul. You're a business mogul. You turned your 100 million into 200 million. It's like, yeah, well, I turned my 10 into 20. Where's my fucking article? Well, yeah, the the thing is because a lot of celebrities lose money investing in stuff, but the ones, they just meet the right guy or the wrong guy. You know what I mean? It's like like whoever came to form them with the grill idea, it worked, but there's a lot of celebrities who've invested in stuff that just hasn't worked. Every, every, like, lame celebrity, like, every celebrity has their own tequila Everyone's so excited about tequila. I know, it's so, like, Kendall Jenner's got her own tequila. It's just like, fuck off. Even, like, and they're all making, a lot of them are making a lot of money, but, like, then you hear about, like, like I think George Clooney has a really successful tequila, but it's just like, who's fucking at their, who's buying booze for a party and is like, oh, I want to get George Clooney's tequila. A lot, lot of losers. Um... Conor McGregor's got this whiskey, which is apparently disgusting. I've never tried it, but everyone says it's garbage. But he carries it with him everywhere. In every interview he does, he puts it on the table of the interview and stuff. And he sold he sold a sh- like half his share in it for a hundred million last year. I don't. He's never going to get punched again, is he? Is he done fighting? He says he's coming back. But he keeps losing. Um, he just got too much money. Why would you ever... Once you have $100 million, who wants to be punched in the face? Who wants to get up at 5 a.m. and, like, train, and then in fight week you can't eat anything to get down to weight, so you dehydrate your body to the, the point of near death, and you're literally sat there like, I have a yacht, why am I doing this? Yeah, and, like, the, the guy you're fighting is you five years ago, and you yeah. remember how hungry and fucking yep. angry you were then. Oh, yeah. The guy without the yacht always beats the man with the yacht, you know? Because now the guys he's fighting, like, he lost this guy called Porio, who he beat, like, five, six years ago. Porio knocked him out, and then Conor McGregor broke his own leg in the second fight. Um, and then their third fight, sorry. But it's like, this guy earns, like, 100 grand a year, and you've got, which is a lot of money, but once you pay for trainers and everything, it's like, he needs this and wants this, and you don't. And so, you know, it's just the chances that you're going to... It's like a house cat getting in a fight with a wild cat. Yeah. I really... um, I do find Conor McGregor annoying. Yeah. I do really like... I remember... I enjoyed... uh, Because I'm not really, like, a huge UFC fan. Mm, Me neither. But, like, whatever... Whenever it pops into the news, I, I like... Like, so anyone who makes it to the mainstream, I'll be aware of. And Ronda, what was her name? Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She was famous for like eight months. And because uh, she just had that one move uh, that I think her, her mom used to do on her when she was a kid <sighs> where she'd fucking run up and uh, he'd just put him in the arm bar arm and bar. then get him like that. And everyone was Smash. like, wow, this she's going to be a movie star. This yeah. lady is a genius. 
And then the other fighters just figured out how to block her arm bar and beat the shit out of her. Yeah, she lost twice. It was quite hard to watch. Um, but she's in WWE now, I think, and has got a kid with another, uh, another fighter. So do you know she used to date Brendan Sharp? And she then split up with him and went out with this other UFC fighter who then fought Brendan Sharp and knocked him out in 30 seconds. Well, Brendan Sharp is uh, the kind of broadcaster you aspire to be. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you? Uh, my, um, I used to live with a guy who had a lean, green, uh, lean, mean grilling machine. And you it mean was a George good. Foreman grill. Okay. Wow, I just googled it. Don't make me do it again. And uh, he, yeah, no, it was good. It was good for bacon and stuff. So I, you know, people like this pod. I don't know if they, they don't sponsor us, but I'm just saying, if you're thinking about it, maybe do it. I'm pretty sure George Foreman's name mm-hmm. is kind of all the sponsorship they need. Yeah, they don't need this podcast, do they? Like, yeah, he has won the heavyweight championship of the world twice. That's pretty. Yeah, that is impressive. Mm. I, I, I really think when they they talk about it, they you say the heavyweight championship of the world. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds really good. You know. Yeah. Like if if someone wins a in other sports, like if you're a high jumper, mm. you'll just say, "Oh, they won a gold medal at the Olympics for high jumping." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah. nearly as cool. You're just like, "Oh yeah, you're an Olympic high jumper, cool." Yeah. But then if you're like, "This guy's the world heavyweight champion," yeah, or the heavyweight champion of the world, it sounds so much more impressive. I do think that is one thing boxing is great at. It's just letting us, like, 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 talking themselves up, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just and, it's a lot of hype. Well, also, like, any fighter that you see, any, any like, professional fighter who we are aware of who is, like, uh, near the top of their division, mm-hmm. for their first, like, 20 fights, never fought anyone that could possibly beat them, right? No, no, no. Like, it's... They just... It's all, like, carefully calculated until they get good enough. Yeah, they, they, they build them up. Because if you put them in with someone tough too early, then you were, uh... You're fucked. Do you know um the announcer, Michael Buffer? Let's get ready to rumble! That guy. That guy makes bank, doesn't he? He makes so much. He makes, like, a million a fight, and he's copyrighted Let's Get Ready to Rumble as, as a phrase. <laughs> So he's worth like shitloads of money. Um, and his brother, Bruce Buffer, is the announcer for UFC. So great, great voices those guys have. And a great it's job. Like four even... times a year, they go fly out to Vegas, go on stage for three seconds, and go, let's get ready to rumble and get like a million pounds. He doesn't need a podcast. That's insane. Yeah. If I was if I was the person organizing the fight, it would be so satisfying to cut him out. Why? What did you say? The... We're not paying you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know how you always say, let's get ready to rumble? Yeah. We're not going to do that this time. Yeah. We've realized if we don't do it, nobody fucking cares. Uh, and you don't do. matter. We do. No, th- you don't, though. If it, if, if, if. If I just came out and said, hey, guys, you ready for the fight? 
It w- would it matter? Really? Someone would be like, where the fuck is Bruce Buffer and what does, are you ready for the fight? I mean, that's not what they say. They say, let's get Bruce ready Buffer to is rumble. Bruce fucking dead. No, he's not. He's alive. That's, so- well, <laughs> that's what I'd say. I'd say, Bruce is fucking dead. And then Bruce is saying, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> and and they I go, said, I'm not you're- dead. You're dead to us, Bruce. We don't want to pay for this anymore. You say one <laughs> sentence, okay? You need to do something else to get to make your way through life, Bruce. This is sad. Do you think his wife hates him? If they hates both of them, if they both just talk like that, especially if they're together at like Christmas. Merry Christmas. I bet they don't sound like that at all. I bet they're just like, hey, how are you? I'm yeah. a normal guy. And then they put the fucking voice on. No, you go, give me the million pounds and I'll, I'll, give, you the, I'll give you the works. So how old is this man now then? Bruce Button, Michael Buffer is the older one. I think he must be like 80 or something. He's, he's old. He's got the funniest like fake tan in the world. I think he just does sunbeds all year round and then goes and does that, you know? Well, he lives so in Vegas. So he night- can just do sun. Yeah, he's seventy-seven. Um, he was a car salesman, and then he, be- he began a modelling career at thirty-two. Became a ring announcer at thirty-eight. So, I might be, you know, doing that at thirty-eight. It's really Let's weird get to begin ready a- to fight. It's really weird to begin a modelling career at thirty-two. That sounds I like. Know. That that sounds like the actions of a. I mean, it's worked out for him, but that sounds like the actions of a mentally ill man. Like at thirty two, if you were going to be a model, someone would have told you by now. But this guy was like, um, "Yeah, I'm going to start modeling," and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, no, he's he's got he's full of confidence though, and they're like, "What? You're not even that hot." I'm like, um, no, I think I am actually. I'm going to be a model. Thirty yeah. two years old. It's really funny. He was a, a salesman before. So listen to this, Bobby. As of two thousand and nine, the catchphrase has generated. Guess. Try and guess. 27 million. 400 million. How? In revenue from licensing trademark. So there was a um, Kraft Cheese commercial where it says, let's get ready to rumble. Um, Progressive insurance, and in which he says, let's get ready to bundle. Uh, Popular commercial for Mega Millions, and he says, let's get ready to win big. Um, Sega Genesis have used it Tomboy Records have used it Ready to Rumble Boxing Ready to Rumble Boxing Round 2 Game Boy Advance Greatest Hits for Sega Genesis Like it's just No one could go without that brilliant catchphrase So he's worth nearly half a billion Yes Well people have probably said it before But he just first said it live no, he first copyrighted. He was the first yeah, one yeah, to copyright yeah, yeah. it. Of course, of course. I might like copyright like, like "Nice to meet you" or just something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like they must have been saying that in like the 1940s before he ever was announcing <laughs> boxing, and then he was just like, "Oh wait, what if I own this sentence?" Yeah. No, definitely. It's just he, he's just a fucking prospector. Really, he's a gold rush. Uh, hustler. It's incredible. I was. Uh, it'd be funny to copyright something like uh, "Don't hit me." So anytime someone was yeah. being attacked, they owed you hundred quid for saying your catchphrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna coin the phrase uh, "fire." The word "fire." Yeah, yeah. So anyone yeah. who ever shouts "fire," I'm like, listen, if you yell about fire, you owe me money now. Yeah. How much do you owe me? And now everyone could just say, orange hot thing. <laughs> orange hot thing, orange hot thing. Yeah, it's like, 
Because the song, you know about Happy Birthday, right? Yeah, yeah, it's copyrighted, isn't it? Yeah, so, like, that's why in movies, sometimes, like, they'd sing a weird version of Happy Birthday because they could not afford, like, it was like, it was like 10 grand to sing Happy Birthday in something. Yeah, um, yeah. But now drug. the copyright's over and we can all sing it. We can all yeah, sing yeah. Happy Birthday. That's good. But, but, like, at least that person wrote the song Happy Birthday. I'm not even yeah. saying it's a good song. It's probably yeah. one of the most annoying songs of all time. I hate it. When you're in a restaurant and people sing it for you, I, I just, I really, I don't know why I get so embarrassed, but, and all the other people join in and I don't think, I don't find it nice for some reason. Like if they're singing to you, you don't like it if yeah. they're singing or other people. No, for me, I just find it really makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't I want to be incognito tonight. I don't mind. I like it when everyone sings to me. I appreciate the attention, really. I'm yeah. okay with that. Mm. I like a lot. I I like, I'd love it if someone threw me a surprise party and then there was like someone in my life I had forgotten about at the mm. party, like mm. from so long ago. Like they're not even in my mind anymore. And I legitimately, I don't care if they're alive or dead. Like that's how little I think about them. But mm-hmm. then I found out at my party, they've been thinking about me so much. They've traveled across the ocean to come to my birthday party. Is that, that, that would be great. It's just nice to know you've left an impact on people. Well, for your next birthday, we'll try and track someone from Canada down and, and get them to sail over. Oh, no, it'll be the worst person I know. That's Anybody exactly that what would, I want to do. <laughs> anyone who would do that. Anyone who's He's like, oh, I'll come weeks. for Bobby's birthday. You're like, oh, God, some psychopath. <laughs> There's a reason we stopped talking. I, I hate you. <laughs> Just kick them out. Um, so 1973. Yeah. The Godfather wins Best Picture. Great movie. It's a brilliant film. Brilliant film. Have you seen, so you know the guy in it, um, Carlo plays Connie's husband who sets up uh, Sonny for the shooting. Okay. Yeah, and so he's now got a YouTube channel and a podcast. And he's like the world's biggest liar. So he claims to have done <laughs> literally everything. He says he hung out with Escobar. Um, apparently he shagged Marilyn Monroe. He was involved in the Kennedy assassination, but can't say anymore. Um, what's he called? I think he's called like, oh, fucking hell, I can't remember what he's called. But uh, yeah, he's, he's he's got this like uh, like a Michael Buffer tan, even worse, and like sort of dyed blonde hair, but he's about 80. Um, and he's just this massive, massive liar. It's worth checking out on YouTube. Like He, he was literally, he's like Forrest Gump. He was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> What he's, if he's been true? involved in everything? I don't, I just don't know. Like I'll send you a picture of him, and you just go. I just don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. Um, Gianni Russo, he's called, but he's sort of um, he's infamous online because everyone in the YouTube comments, everyone, um, everyone just writes like Carlo was there at the moon landing and sort of mocks him a bit, you know. But he did actually kill someone in real life. He shot a man outside a casino in Vegas well, in the 80s. He should have just, you know, I'd, I'm just saying, if you're angry at someone, there's a better way. You thumb their eyes. Mm, less jail your, time. Get your anger out, but 
no need to kill. I think thumbing the eyes is scarier than shooting someone. It sort of says a lot about a person. Yeah, it says you're someone who wants to blind a man, but mm. not someone necessarily that wants to kill. Mm, mm. To me, it says it says you would kill, but you just didn't happen to have a weapon at that point. Well, I did have a weapon, my thumbs. My mm-hmm. thumbs are a deadly weapon. What? So this guy, when who who did he kill? Uh, some guy in an argument outside a casino. Just, I think the guy was trying to kill him, and he shot him. Did he go to so prison? He got, he, I think he did for a bit, but he got away on self-defense. Yeah, Gianni Russo, brilliant YouTube channel. He's been everywhere and done everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's quite funny. But, no, it's great. I actually watched The Godfather the other day, about three weeks ago. It's, it stands up. It, it really does. It's a great, great film. It's incredible. Godfather 1's great. Godfather 2, maybe better. Everyone talks about Godfather 3 sucking. It does. And then there was... No, but they say, like, Sofia Coppola gets blamed all the time because her performance, mm. I guess, is subpar. But what they always ignore is that Al Pacino in Godfather 3 is playing an entirely different man to the yeah. character yeah. he plays. Yeah. In one two. <laughs> like, not even like, oh... Oh, it's a, it's a, he's, you know, this, this, this man has aged in the first and second movie. It is a quiet, thoughtful man. Cold, calculated. Thrust to the top of a crime family. And yeah, he's like, he'll do whatever it takes, but he's calm and thoughtful. And then in Godfather 3, it's just like that character he played in Scent of a Woman who is just like, hoo hooah, uh, it is so fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, from, like, like, from the early 80s onwards, that was his only acting technique for about 30 years. Yeah, because he was just blasting, he loved the coke, so he's doing a bunch of coke, saying mm. hoo and <laughs> it was fucking garbage. And yeah. nobody, Sofia Coppola got all the shit, and it's like, no, 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 Al Pacino is a big part of the reason that movie... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks. Andy Garcia as well. Um, no, he, he's, it's weird he went so off the rails as an actor. But um, it's not that hard to play. You've already played the character twice. Just watch the movie and do an impression of yourself. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a pretty simple... It's You don't have to even <laughs> feel it. Just be a calmer version of you, Al. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen when he does the, the Cockney accent? It's called The Local Stigmatic. And it's the, I don't know how, like, it's a low-budget film, and the guy was obviously like, fuck, we've got Al Pacino, this is so good. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I've got, I'm going to do the Cockney accent. He's like, okay, well, it's Al Pacino, I'm sure he can. And then he turns up, he's just like, hello, pizza, how you doing today? It's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's on YouTube, the local stigmatic Al Pacino speech. It's so embarrassing. He plays a guy who, like, bets on the dogs in East London. He's like, just going down a fair to bet on the dogs. But the director must have just heard it and gone, ah, but he, he's not, it's Al Pacino, so you have to just sit there while your film is ruined by one of the best actors of all time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real conundrum because Al Pacino is a great actor, yeah. or at least at one point was a great actor, yeah. and you're some no-name director making a probably <laughs> shitty movie, yeah. and you want to come because Al Pacino is in your presence. And then he starts acting. There's no way to fix it, though, yeah, because yeah. 
American people just can't do British accents, you no. know? Like, that's what it comes down to. And, like, he must have left home that day so happy with his wife being like, oh, my God, it's great. And he's like, have a great first day, honey. And <clears throat> comes back at, like, 11 at night in tears. <laughs> you don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I would just be like, right, yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> My movie might not be seen by many people, but this scene will be seen by a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I think it's got like four million views on YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, how yeah. can you be a good actor and then do that so badly, you know? Well, it's just, you just make a, a choice is what they say in acting, right? So he just makes a, mm. he made his choice <laughs> and uh, it didn't work out for him in this in this. When you're that big, I bet he had a Cockney cab driver who he thought he was mimicking perfectly, and the guy's just like, it fucking sound nothing like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I was that cab driver and Al Pacino was trying to, like, learn my accent, I'd just tell him he's doing great, but uh, just so I got a good yeah. tip, you know? You, that's, the, the, when you, that's the problem with that level of fame is no one's ever going to be honest with you again. At all, not at all. I wouldn't be able to, I don't know what I'd do. I, I just probably go along with it and go, ah, maybe in post we can, like, dub him. <laughs> yeah, dub someone else's voice into Al Pacino's mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah, it was very good. But, you know, the, um, the Godfather and the Mob were all over it, like the actual filming. So they, they meant they got the script and banned any reference to the word mafia from the script and stuff like that. Why is that? Because uh, I didn't want um, them being sort of, it's a, you know, bad, bad publicity. So they didn't want, um, they're still sort of trying to be a secret society, so they can't have this film where it's like they're saying mafia all the time. So they went and um, <clears throat> got involved and, and made sure that no one, um, no one said, yeah, they, they okayed the script before, before they allowed filming to start, because they're filming in New York as well. And so the mob could just shut you down if they wanted to. They run all the unions and stuff like that. And, but I, I don't think that their intention of keeping the mob kind of like on the DL really worked out for them. No, they, I, don't, I, think, I think everyone knew what was going on. Because now yeah. just, na 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 just means mafia, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> just because you don't use the word mafia doesn't mean, uh, yeah. we don't know what the mafia is. It's like making Jaws and going, right, you can make this film on the condition that no one says shark at any point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, want to, we don't want to hurt the shark community. They're a secret of people, yeah. the sharks. Um... We'll Brilliant call them film, though. The fi- the, the 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 angry fish. Uh, yeah, blue oh, fish. I got I got bit by an angry fish. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's an angry fish? It's a shark. We just don't say shark. It's funny, you know. Have you seen now? They have to call it shark encounter instead of shark attack. Yeah. Well, um... <laughs> I don't think if I got my leg bitten off, I'd be using the right vernacular. You know. Well, I mean, encounter is usually reserved for sexual. Yeah, or just meeting someone when you walk into the shops. No, but like I, they had, I had an encounter with a lady. Like I think of it as a sexual term. Like uh, if I, I imagine a shark encounter being something quite sensual. You know? Yeah, well, just the shark sort of rubs up alongside you. Yeah, yeah, and I just you know find a puts his fin find up the your nearest, bum. F- find the nearest hole and have a nice party with a shark. <laughs> 
Hey, this shark's like a hundred years old. It must know something about how to get by in life and make other people happy. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, dolphins assault people, don't they? <laughs> they, I think they like to hump, yeah. they're. Uh... Is that true? I don't know if that's a rumor, but there's like, uh, I've just heard that dolphins are kind of me too, like. I think, yeah, dol- a dolphin will fuck you. It likes to mm. fuck. They're well, a- that's oh. terrible, because kids go and swim with them at SeaWorld. Well, you know what? You know, sometimes your kid pets a dolphin. Sometimes your kid gets dolphin cum all over their hand. It just oh, depends Jesus on Christ. the day. One minute you're throwing a an American football and it's catching it. The next minute it's uh it's bumming you in the shallow end. Yeah, you gotta. I think you gotta be careful with those dolphins. Yeah, of course. I uh, I would like to pet a dolphin sometime. Have you ever pet dolphins? No, I've seen them though. I've never pet. Well, we've all seen, seen a dolphin. I don't. Some people haven't. I bet you Jody hasn't. Um, you mean like in person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think Jody. Jody was probably taken by some kind of charity to see dolphins as a kid. <laughs> He's on mute, so he can't. He can't answer back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When I was living in Australia, my family came out to visit me in Perth, and we went uh, out to go swim with the dolphins. And we were about to get in the water. And then my sister, Saffron, who was at that time eight years old, just pointed out and go, look, shark. And there was sharks just like nearby that nobody fuck. else had seen that she pointed out. They were like, okay. The great, great white. I don't think we minded what, what kind of shark it was. It was just a shark at that fuck. point. We just say so great no. white for the story. It's better. Oh, right. Yeah, it was actually. Now I think. So, that you hear, listeners, Jody nearly got eaten by a great white shark. Thank you, Jody. That is that is insane. <laughs> I wouldn't get in the water in Australia. No, no chance. I, uh, yeah, I went when I was in Australia. There was just these huge waves and people were just getting washed like into the fucking sea. And then they were like. There's lifeguards everywhere. And I was just there alone. And I was like, if I go into the water and I get in trouble, no one even knows mm. I'm here. It'll take them like yeah. three days to figure out I'm in the ocean. And then a week later, my bloated corpse will just get fucking yeah, someone just, shot onto the beach. They'll just find your head. A fisherman will just find your face and go, wait, this is the guy from Killer Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not 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 for me. A British guy recently got eaten by a shark in Australia. And they always go, oh, it's so rare, it never happens. And I Google great white shark attack almost weekly, and it always happens. There's, it's, 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 it's always going on. There's this place called Reunion Island in the Indian Ocean where the, most of the beaches you're not actually allowed in the water because so many people get eaten by sharks. There's been like 22 people but in the last 10 years, and the population of the island's like tiny. Well, the sharks are just probably really hungry because we're eliminating their food sources. I think that's it. Also, they stopped. You're not allowed to make it illegal to um, hunt sharks. So there's a to what you, they made it illegal in like 20 years ago to hunt sharks. So there's a there's a surplus of sharks, bulls and tigers. Um, well, I don't know if it's that there's a surplus. There's a surplus of people. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah. There's too many fucking people and they're everywhere <laughs> and we just think of the planet as entirely our own mm-hmm. and then it, I mean, an animal lives somewhere we're like oh this animal is in my place and it's like maybe like i really hope in a hundred years that half half of the earth is just not people well i, I, think, I think putin's trying to make that happen for you bobby 
Yeah, well, there's too many of us. Bobby, your beard looks amazing. Yeah, what have you been doing to it? Um, I trimmed it with a trimmer from Manscaped.com. Oh. Our new sponsors. Oh, really? Oh, it looks great. Yeah, Manscaped is fantastic. I use them myself, actually. Um, and they proudly sponsor this this podcast, but they are independently of themselves amazing. It's great. Yeah. I mean, my wife wants to have sexual relations with me more often because of Manscaped. Really? Yeah. That's good. So you, you're, what you're saying is if you use Manscaped, you'll get more well, sex. Well, yeah, if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Year Is, not only will you get more sex, but you will get a discount of 20% with that promo code and free shipping. So you you will get more sex because of how hot you look, because Manscaped gives you products to make all your grooming better you know you know know, sometimes you just have weird nipple hairs or a stray pube no longer with manscaped yeah say goodbye to shaving rash as well you won't be walking around with uh red dots all over your neck because the the beard trim is super smooth and uh and they do bull deodorant which i've uh never heard of before but it's a great idea because some people's nuts stink yeah so what you really need to do is use the promo code year is at manscaped.com and help this podcast. Okay. Back Thank you very episode. much. In 1973, OJ Simpson of the Buffalo Bills, as we mm-hmm. all know, OJ, you know, we all know OJ <laughs> Simpson. Which OJ? Of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that OJ. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> became the first running back to rush t- for 2,000 yards in a professional football season. What an achievement. Um, they cannot take that away from him. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what happened after, he still ran 2,000 yards uh, and became the first man to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, he did do that. It's. Uh, I watched the documentary about him on the BBC and. They go through his whole life up until uh, the bit where he may or may not have killed his wife and uh, Ron Goldman. Um, but if he'd have died in 1990, it would have been such a tragedy. Yeah, it would have He was been. a great athlete in great comedy films. Really nice face as well. He's got a really kind face. Very rarely... Mm. Do people cross over from, like, being athletes to movie stars? And then to murderers. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's even yeah. rarer. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the first man in history to be a sports star, movie star, then murderer. Double murderer. Well, Oscar Pistorius went from sports star to murderer. To murder. Missed the movie bit. He didn't have any time. He didn't give himself enough time. If he would have went, you no. know, if he would have waited 10 more years. Yeah. He, you know, he would have been in a movie or two for sure. I think um, OJ should get his team to contact Wikipedia and say, I, uh, I just read that you're, you're missing something. <laughs> you're missing a key. Yeah, I was the first guy to run 2,000 yards in an American football match. But also I'm the first man to uh, 
go from sports to movies to murder in history. And now I'm trying to think, is he the first, you know? He must be. I can't think of anyone else. But this was, but like, you watch the doc and it's literally like David Beckham brutally murdering two people. Like, he was such a, like, liked guy. It was a big story. Like, the mm. biggest story ever at that point. Because mm-hmm. it was the... It was the first one where they just covered every second of it on the news. It was and, huge. They followed his Bronco. It was all televised. That was great. He was on the run in a Bronco. Uh, what that must in a, have, innocent that, man on the run. <laughs> that must have really hurt the Bronco brand, you know? Like, I feel like their sales plummeted. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a reverse. I've always remember watching that and going, that looks like quite a nice 4x4. You know? <laughs> if I was to get away from something, I'd want that. A lot of leg room, um, big tank so you can drive for ages. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he. he um, his Twitter is amazing. Did you see his video about uh, Chris Rock and um, Will Smith? Uh, tell me everything. He's literally like talking about Will Smith and going, look, people have made jokes about me in the past and sometimes it winds me up a little bit, but you should <laughs> never react with violence. <laughs> he's mental. <laughs> he also said that um, he, everywhere he goes, he's, he looks at everyone and is terrified that they're the killer of his wife. <laughs> well, you'd have to say that. He has to say that. His kids still believe he's not, so he has to really go with, I didn't kill your mom. Yeah, also he doesn't want to go to jail. He plays a lot of golf, Bobby. It really does bring up a high, like a, a, a difficult hypothetical for me, which is would I golf with OJ Simpson? Uh, because I love golfing. Yeah. I'm interested in like people who are like, he's what, like 62 now? Yeah, probably. So he's... He's older, but he's still, like, a professional athlete, you know? Like, he must... His hand-eye coordination, everything about the guy is above everyone else. Well, he's brilliant, and he hasn't... Probably brilliant because he hasn't had much to do since about 1994, you know? Yeah, he did go to jail for a while because he stole those jerseys that were his Mm. own or something. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I, I supported him with that. Um, (laughs) I think he got away with the wrong thing. (laughs) He should have gotten away with that. Well... He was he was clearly being punished for the murders. They were like, listen, you, yeah. we didn't get you on the murders, but you've committed some kind of crime here. We don't even know exactly what it is, but we're going to put you in prison for a thousand years for this yeah, one. Yeah, you, um, we, I, I'd say you probably should play golf with him. I, but judging by his Twitter, um, which is always a great indication of someone's uh, real life morality. Um, he seems like a changed man. He's very positive. He's probably one of the most um, positive people on Twitter. Everyone's arguing, <laughs> and, and OJ's just spreading love. It's ridiculous. The thing is, when you golf, um, golf clubs are real weapons. You know, mm. like uh, they, they really it would be. It'd be quite easy for OJ to just beat me to death with his hands. I feel like he's yeah. a lot stronger than I am, even as, oh, in his older age. Uh, but when you bring in golf clubs, it is just like you're just... I feel like you're just standing beside a building that could explode at any time. Especially yeah. now that he's quite positive. Like The thing I trust the least is angry people who act happy. Like That terrifies me. That's more scary than anything. Because you know, underneath the surface, they're like, I want to fucking kill somebody. 
and they're mm-hmm. just small like comics you know what i mean like there's always comedians who on stage are like the smiliest like hi yeah, yeah. i'm just an innocent happy guy and i like it- fun and their acts yeah. are always really clean and they do like yeah. kids birthday parties and you know so i'm that- trying to have the sex i'm trying to have the sex but you know, it's like that. And it's like, I know you get like seven prostitutes a night in Edinburgh. <laughs> Shut up. You have a BDSM fetish. <laughs> yeah. Those, those guys always, they always have the darkest undertones. So I I do, it kind of concerns me more now that he's really happy that he could explode at any minute. Well, he'd kill you so positively. He would squeeze the negative energy out of your body <laughs> via your neck. He really would. <laughs> Yeah, so different year 73 for OJ. It really was. <laughs> huge, are. huge inspiration. And he still gets his um, pension, doesn't he? Well, from yeah, the NFL. because of the legal loopholes, it's a pension, so they can't take that away from him. So he's still living on six figures a year for the rest of his life. Mm. So he just plays golf and makes uh, inspirational Twitter videos. The world is insane, isn't it? Just everything that's happened. The modern life, there's a double murderer making sort of goodwill messages and putting on Twitter and commenting on uh, celebrity slap fights. Well, also, because he was convicted in a civil court, you know, I think it was Goldman Mm. family. Yeah, 25 mil. 25 mil but he since he only has his pension he can't pay they can't take his pension so he can't pay it back he hasn't paid him he hasn't paid a penny he's done he wrote that book if i had have done it or whatever it was called <laughs> <laughs> everything he's done from the start suggests he's guilty like his glove with the blood on it their blood on the inside of his white bronco then he did the you know the usual when your wife dies you flee down the wrong side of the fucking highway <laughs> with a gun in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what innocent men do. <laughs> yeah, but I think he probably would be pretty good at golf. One hundred percent, he's good at golf. That's all he does. I want to know what his handicap is. I I bet uh, he really focuses on it. The way he focused on football, the way he focused on murder. I feel like he, you know, and comedy acting. Let's not forget that he was a good comedy actor. He mm. imagine explaining the book yeah. to your kid. You know, your kids already in the back of their minds they know. Yeah, but they push that down so that they can still have a dad that they love. So they're just like, yeah. okay, yes, you're innocent. You did not kill mom. Okay, and they manage to like believe that. Diff- it's difficult, but they believe yeah. it. Mm. And then dad writes a book saying, if I killed your mom, here's how, how I, I killed your mom. <laughs> and then he was doing an interview and um, he invited the interviewer up to his room with her camera crew. And he opened the door with a banana and pretended to stab her about 10 <laughs> times, <laughs> which is a good joke. You know, I used to watch like Police Academy and all the you know other ones that he was in, like in like 96. As a kid, when I was like eight, it's just a different world, wasn't it? Now it's like no, no one, no, no one deplatformed OJ. Like, it was like you can't work anymore, but you know your stuff's pretty good, so we're still going to watch it. I've I've said this before, but that is what's insane about Twitter is that if you are if you say something like racist on Twitter, they're like, hey, you can't be on Twitter anymore. And I don't know, I I, I get why, of course, you know. Mm. But then if you murder a couple people. 
and mm. then sign up to Twitter. They're like, hey, as long as you don't say anything on Twitter that we don't like, you can stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if in your spare time when you're not on Twitter, you brutally murder people, we're also okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just keep keep on it. No, it's crazy. So I've decided I would golf with OJ, but at the end of the round, I get in my car, and as I was driving away, I'd yell out the window, I really think you did it! <laughs> and then you just see him running at oh, you. Oh, that would be the juice a really... at full that would, pelt. That would be a bad time to find out that OJ can still run faster <laughs> than I can drive. Of course he can. He just comes and smashes through your window. Because at a golf course, the roads are, you know, it's like a five mile an hour <laughs> limit. And there, if there's one thing I hate even more than being brutally beaten to death by an obvious murderer, it's speeding. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. speed. I would go the speed limit and just hope. You don't want a ticket. No. No, it'd be funny if when he ripped you out of his car, he says, you know what, you're right. I did fucking do it. But and then now... just proceeded to pummel you to death. <laughs> yeah. It would be, it'd be like the end of there will be blood. And I get the feeling he's at an expensive golf club. And I get the feeling people who go to expensive golf clubs probably like back each other when they kill someone. Uh, yeah, but with uh, with OJ, I feel like everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like, I I bet they're looking for an excuse to get rid of him. And they go, that's enough, buddy. We're just so unsettling. Every time you're having a piss and he walks in behind you, hey, 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 happy people. And you're like, oh, God. He must be. What's weird is he must be a member at a golf course. And like, of course he is. If you're a member to get become a member at like a really nice golf course is really hard because mm-hmm. you need members at the course to vouch for you. You mm-hmm. need to play with a lot of people who've been in this. It's like joining a club and you need the club to want you. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how he convinced a group of old white people to want him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they go, um, yeah, my mate wants to join. He's called O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, what's his first name? I, I'm going to guess it's like Orlando or something, you know? Uh, yeah, what is it? He's got a weird first name. Oh, it's like, or, I can't remember what it is. Um, he's got a funny first name. I'll check. Yeah, they would, they would have used that one for sure. <laughs> His first name is Orenthal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who'd love to join, uh, who'd, who'd love to be a member here. Um, I know this is quite an exclusive <laughs> course, and we usually only have the most upstanding citizens as members. Uh, what's his name? Orenthal. Oh, Orenthal. Okay, yeah. That's a, an ethnic name. We've been looking for more, you know, not white members, actually, you know, trying to bring ourselves into 2022. We're letting... We're letting women in now, and we would we'd love Orenthal to join. Uh, what's his mm. last name? Simpson. Oh, okay, Orenthal. Have I heard that before? Yeah, yeah. He's OJ Simpson. <laughs> or you just wouldn't tell him till he's joined, and then OJ literally turns up because Orenthal Simpson sounds to me like a sort of deep South posh guy, you know, like plantation owner. He's actually seventy four now, and you think about it. The murders happened in like, uh, what year was 94. that? 94. 94. That I means think, yeah. that was like 
28 years ago, which means a third of his life he's lived as a murderer. So it was like the first third of his life was a kid. Mm -hmm. Second third of his life, football and being famous. And then third third, disgraced Mm -hmm. murderer. Well, and Twitter influencer as well. I don't think you shouldn't forget that. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think it, he doesn't get enough credit that he's not done it again. <laughs> well, I don't know. If really Most psychopaths can't just do it once, you know. <laughs> usually, usually there's a couple more. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he really needs a pat on the back for that one. No, I suppose he doesn't. Um, right. Well. Bobby would play golf with O.J. Simpson. Glad we got that covered up. Covered up, uncovered, whatever. Um, So 1973, U.S. President Richard Nixon announced that peace peace has been reached in Vietnam. I I really think that's a liberal use of the word peace. Yeah, I think it's like, like, you know... um, me losing and saying I've made peace with, you know. (laughs) After like 13 years of like brutal murder and Mm -hmm. like rape and just destruction of a population while the North and South kill each other and the Americans back the South and it's just horrific for everybody to be like, guys, we're at peace now. And it's like, okay, just like I think not at war is fine, but the word peace, I think you can call it peace after a couple of years. Yeah, they um, it was it was I think what happened is, yeah, they basically just couldn't win. And so they went, we're going to make peace. So it tried to kind of <laughs> look like which hopefully is what Putin does, you know, he's obviously got to keep his fucking um, pride. But yeah, it, like with Vietnam, they just it was years of just casualties on American soldiers. I read about this uh, tiger that attacked a load of soldiers, American soldiers in the night. And is there any way of thinking like any other more, more of a sign of we shouldn't be here than a tiger attacking your troops in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah. I mean, there would have been a war anyways, but it would have been really quick. And the North mm. would have just taken the South, I think, and then it would have became a communist country like it is today. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that seems like they had the guns and the will to fight. But uh, they were fighting, you know, the Americans were fighting on terrain that they weren't used to. There was snakes, mosquitoes, disease. Um, the Vietnamese left loads of traps as well. Like they'd put bamboo over holes with spikes at the bottom. Have you seen that? Oh, uh, that you, would so you, not you, be you fun. step on it. Yeah, you step on it and sp- like spike through your foot and then you leave and left to scream until a tiger comes and eats you probably. Not good <laughs> if you're an 18-year-old boy from Texas who's never left America before. Who's been first drafted. Day. And they're drafted. drafted forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have a choice at all. Not one bit. It's terrible. Um, yeah, I just like, not only are you scared of, you know, the Vietnamese army, but you also, yeah, you've got to deal with all these animals. Like quite a few of them got attacked by tigers. Then fragging started happening. Do you know about that? No. Fragging is when you kill <laughs> a soldier on your own ar- army. 
usually higher up, usually a chief or a commander. So they got so disillusioned with the wars that um, American soldiers started putting grenades in their commander's tents when they were asleep and killing their own people. It was a huge problem. And they were all high it. on drugs as well. Yeah, there was a lot of heroin addiction. Mm. Loads of them had like got STIs from prostitutes and stuff. It just it was it was a shit show. What was interesting was it, it taught people they learned about addiction from that though, because a lot of the heroin people were heroin addicts in Vietnam, the soldiers, when they came back, mm. they weren't addicted to heroin anymore. Because it was just a circumstantial thing. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they, you know, it, 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 it's like there's a kind of an idea that like if you're an alcoholic, well, you're an alcoholic forever. But it's like, well, no, sometimes people are just in a terrible situation and they need something to feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, heroin's going to do that. I'd do heroin if I was getting hunted by tigers and men with guns who know the area way better than me. Yeah, you're just, I mean, there's not going to be any natural stimuli that makes you feel great. No, there was a huge rate of suicides as well um, from American soldiers. I think in 71, it was that more Americans died from suicide than by the actual um, Vietnamese. It was, it was, uh, it must have been weird just coming back from that and you are a heroin addict who's just watch all your mates die and you've got to go cold turkey off it. And then, I'm sure people still kept at it. And then for the next, like, 40 years, there's just a stereotype that you're all crazy. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and so you're mocked. In Vietnam. And people well, <clears throat> mock you and hate you. They hate you for going when it's like, well, you'd have a fucking choice. It's like, mm -hmm. it was all these, like, like white people hating, like, the fucking... And it... it so they hate you for going, and mm -hmm. then you're like mocked publicly become like kind of like a 90s like the def like now you'd be a meme they're just like a meme and people always say like oh he's like a vietnam vet and it's like mm -hmm. you just become yeah, a everyone's wearing. yeah because then the, the war wasn't won so people sort of yeah it's it's not ideal trump um faked a basketball injury or something to not go to vietnam which is funny because he acts like such a fucking Captain Big Dick about everything. But he said he was he had a bad ankle, so couldn't go. And then he's like, John, remember he's mocking John McCain because he's like, he's not a war hero. War heroes don't get caught. It's like, you didn't even go. Listen, if he runs again, mm -hmm. it's going to be bananas. But I He's think played golf with OJ Simpson. I can guarantee you at some <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, he might win. Biden, you know, Biden doesn't seem to know where he is. I saw that video the other day when he starts shaking the air, like looking for people's hands. And but it's like anyone but Trump is basically the thing. They're just like, look, this man is, he doesn't know where he is. We can stand him up and talk to him through an earpiece, and he'll repeat what we're saying. But this is better than Trump. He was the candidate they needed that at that time. In no mm. other point in history would he have won any election. Based, no. Like in that state. 20 years ago, he was a pretty charismatic guy. And like, mm. you know, but now, yeah, he wouldn't have won in any other time. But he was so boring. And he had this sad story of his wife dying and his, you know, kid dying. And 
and he had that kind of like a American like dream. Mm-hmm. You know, there was something about him that and he's been with Obama that, for years. Yeah, but yeah, as the actual leader, you're just like, but I don't know. It, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens now. Yeah, yeah. Well, Trump picked the right time himself because of like Hillary. He was like, she's so loathed. I I, mean, I can win this. Yeah, and that was uh, yeah. He because he, he, he was he's talking about running since like nineteen eighty nine or something, but he knew he couldn't beat the people until Hillary. <laughs> which um, you know, he, he he turned out to be right. So, on July 17th, 1973, King Muhammad Zahir Shah of Afghanistan is deposed by his cousin Muhammad Dawood Khan while in Italy undergoing eye surgery. So this guy's <laughs> the king. He goes yeah. to Italy for eye surgery. He didn't fancy getting it done in Afghanistan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, I get that. <laughs> I'm not sure what the uh, the opticians were like back then. But um, no, he has to get his eye done, so he goes to... Um, goes to Italy, and while he's in Italy, his cousin just overthrows him. But it's like, I was looking into it, and it's so basically he was just in exile in Rome, and apparently he still got money, and so he bought a villa in like this exclusive upmarket area and just played chess in his garden. And his cousin got murdered by Islamic rebels five years later in 1978. It's like, I think you, you had the right, you know, that was better for you, to be honest. Yeah, maybe he was like, oh, yeah, if you really want this job, uh, you can have it. Yeah, well, no, he was. He was actually annoyed. He could, or tried to order coups when he wasn't playing chess in his garden. Um, he was also a big golfer. But, like, yeah, if someone said to me, would you rather be king of Afghanistan in 1973 or live in a mansion in Rome? I I I take Rome any day of the week and look what happened to his cousin you know poison chalice 5 years later murdered anyway though so he was exiled from Afghanistan until 2002 when at the end of at the age of 87 and 4 months after the end of Taliban rule Zahir Shah returned to Afghanistan flown in on an Italian military plane and was welcomed at Kabul airport um and then he was known from then on as um the father of Afghanistan which is kind of like, we're going to give you a title, you're not in charge, but father of the nation, he was called. Uh, but you're not, um, you're, not, you're not the king, but you'll give it a nice title. And he died in uh, 2007 at the age of 88. Not a bad run. He died thinking, we have defeated the Taliban. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he also, someone, in 1991, someone tried to stab him in Rome. An assassin pretending to be uh, like a waiter or something went up to him and stat tried to stab him. But luckily well, you he didn't know, maybe him. he was also a waiter. You can be an assassin and a waiter. You can do. Yeah, both. maybe it wasn't an assassin. Maybe it was just a really angry waiter who was <laughs> sick of his bullshit because he came in every forty years and goes, "I used to be king," <laughs> and treated all the staff like shit. But he was so he was a progressive. Like he wanted Afghanistan to be like more westernized um, in terms of. Uh, like women's rights and stuff like that. So yeah, that's never going to go well. No, his cousin wasn't up for it at all. But just stay but in Rome, you fucking idiot. I think his cousin is a betrayer. Mm-hmm. And as this is the last segment we're going to do on this episode, I would say his cousin is even dick of the year. I would as well, you know, because 
there was a few, like OJ in 73 wasn't Dick. He was hero of the year back then. So yeah. I think it's definitely the cousin. So uh, Muhammad Daud Khan, you were brutally murdered, but you'd been a very naughty boy, and that's why you're Dick of the Year. Yeah. Well, I bet his family didn't know he was going to be brought up and dragged through the mud again. This is what's funny, is when he was doing it, he didn't realize that on the Year Is podcast, he would be punished heavily for his actions. Maybe he would have reconsidered had he listened to this somehow (laughs) known that he'd be on this podcast. He might not have done it. Well, he's dead. And he's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's been another episode of The Year Is. Thank you so much. Uh, If you want to have more content this week, sign up to our Patreon. We uh, want to thank everyone who's already signed up and thank our super genius sponsors, Bobby. There's only three of you, but we really appreciate you. Uh, So thank you, Saffron Vandenberg, Matthew McGrath, and uh, my good friend Christopher, we very much appreciate you, and we appreciate all the other Patreons and all the other tiers who pay a reasonable amount. The people who've decided to pay £25 a month, you're insane, but we love you. Most super geniuses are insane. That's true. Mm. So, uh, yeah, if you are enjoying these episodes, great. Uh, if you can afford it and want another episode, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the Patreon for three pounds a month. Like we said at the beginning, you can get an extra episode every week. And if you can't, that's fine too. Just, you know, tell people about this show and keep enjoying it and review uh, it, review it, subscribe. That's very important. Uh, all right. Thank you. And, uh, see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody, And also, I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very nice. I'm sure you all enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks for Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of The Year Is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.